The first thing to go was the cable package. The second thing to go were all the lights in the house. The third thing to go was the hot water. Romelu Lukaku, growing up in Belgium, used to take showers by having his mom heat up the kettle on the stove and then splashing water over his head with a cup. But the final straw was when Romelu Lukaku came home from school at six years old and he saw his mom watering down the milk. That's when he knew they weren't just poor, they were broke. This is the remarkable story of a kid from Belgium who went on to become the leading scorer in Belgian national team history. This is the story of Romelu Lukaku. Earliest memory, I think, was the flight to Turkey. When, because my dad played in Turkey in 97 in Gençlerbirliği, Ligi, and we used to live in, a, in Ankara. And I remember like some vague moments from the flight. I remember that my brother was crying a lot on the plane, and I was really scared. And like I like, yeah, I'm still I'm scared today on the plane. But that was like my earliest memory that we were there and my dad was playing there. I started playing uh, when I was about four or five in school because in Belgium you have to be six to be uh, to play for a team and I used to play in school and when I was about five like basically I was a, like a, a big kid so when I was five in Belgium you have the kindergarten and um, because I was taller than all the other kids, the teachers thought it was dangerous for me to play with them. So I had to play with the older kids. So, but they had the football field, so I was happy. So I was happy to go and like, so I'm like, yo, get out of here, I'm out of here. So I was going there with the older kids. Basically, I had like a football field and I used to play with them. And I used to score from then, like when I was like five, I, like I just had that feeling like scoring goals all the time. And when I turned six and I went to the first year of, um, of uh, the primary school, um, after school, I had to stay in school because um, in Belgium there is a system if your parents cannot pick you up straight away, you can stay in school until 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock at the last. And I used to stay there, so my mom and my dad would come and pick me up. And then my, my dad uh, came and picked me up and he saw me scoring like four or five goals in less than five minutes. And then he asked me if I wanted to play for a team. And I mean, I was so happy that day and we went to the store in, uh, in Antwerp and I bought my first pair of shoes, uh, Nike Tempo from Ronaldo. I had like a blue Puma kit, like a blue shirt, uh, blue shorts, then blue socks and then Nike shoes. Don't like, listen, it's not matching, okay, but hey, that was, uh, and then I did my first training session and like I used to shoot like always full power, bam, blast it in, like sometimes I would shoot up in the sky, but like most of the time I scored, so it was all good, it was good fun. When I came to Brussels, like I really felt at peace because first of all, Brussels is multicultural. So we have a lot of Congolese people, I'm from Congolese descent, so we have a lot of my people, I would say. We have a lot of Moroccans, we have a lot of Turkish, Spanish, Italian, so it's, it was good for me to, to grow up there. But um, I would say Molenbeek, you know, it's, it's a diversity area, you know. 
it's, it's the hood. <laughs> well, you can go from one street to another street. You can go from Moroccan neighborhood to a Congolese neighborhood to a Spanish neighborhood to Belgian Belgians neighborhood. It's really funny, but like when I explain people, they don't believe me. But like when I bring people to Brussels, and I'll be like, okay, let's go. I'll take you like in the nighttime because then you can really see what's outside. And then people are like, oh, wow. But they, they like the diversity. And all the guys that come from Brussels, we, rep, we represent Brussels in a, in, in a good way. Company, uh, Batshuayi, myself, my brother, uh, Yuri Tillemans, we, we try to represent the city in, in a good way because we feel that in Brussels there is a lot of potential for kids to become somebody. So it's, it's really nice to, to grow up in an area that's so diverse, but with hardships along the way. But once you make it, it's, it's the best thing ever. It makes you tough in here. You know, Brussels makes you tough in here, especially when you come out of Brussels. You know, a lot, there is a lot of competition because we have a lot of good players in the city. So when you can go and play in the parks, you know, you, 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 you have a, rep a reputation to build for yourself because I was playing for Anderlecht at the time. So, you know, when you play for the biggest team in the country, that is from the, from the capital. And wherever you go, they were like, oh, yeah, you play there. So, okay, show me what you got. So this is what, this is what I think. It gave me, like, not only a competitive edge where at Anderlecht in the academy, but, like, also outside the field. When we had like football in school, like the one hour of football, I was not allowing myself to lose. I had to win at all times. That, that, that was my drive, really. And um, I would say Brussels, you know, is a good place to grow up because it has a lot of diversity. You learn from uh, different cultures. It's tough, but once you make it, I don't think a lot of stuff can really hurt you anymore. I remember the, the day like it was yesterday. So I came home from school and um, I saw my mom adding water to the milk. And it was the same bowl of the day before. So that's when I knew. I just knew I need to start working. I need to start working quick. I need to, and I was like six. I, that, that's really when it hits me, you know. My dad started playing, the career was done in 1999, so yeah, that last year, that's when it really hits me. Like, I saw my mom adding water to the milk, putting it in the microwave, and telling me to come eat. I understood that we were broke. I didn't say anything, but in my mind, I came just, I, then I came back and I told my mom, yeah, I'm going to play football for Anderlecht later, and you'll see, everything is going to change. But that's really the day that I knew it was finished. So when people talk, talk about, oh, yeah, mental strength, like I'm the, men the strongest mentally you'll ever see. And I'm not the only one. More, a lot of players came through the same hardships as me, or even worse. So, I mean, to live what I live now, I couldn't be happier. But that was it, like, you know, taking, like, a pot, cold water, heat it up, take a, a cup with cold water again, and take a shower like this. No electricity for two weeks, two, three weeks. I'm dead as serious, like, no, no electricity, no heating. Having the same meal every day, every day. And maybe at that odd occasion, 
of having a different meal. And that was for 10 years. 10 years not having TV. Basically, like, I missed all the Champions League finals. That's why I watch football so much now, because I missed all the great moments. I remember really, like, when I started really understanding the game, it was um, the Madrid-Leverkusen final when Zidane scored the volley. The next day in school, in school everybody talks about the volley, the volley. <laughs> Don't know what happened. Don't know what happened until we had, like, a computer lesson and then some guy would go on the internet and show me the goal. So I saw the, the goal maybe two or three weeks after. Stuff like that. All the finals, all the Champions League finals. And sometimes, you know, what my parents would do is they would apply for, for TV, like cable TV, and the first three months are free, right? Once the three months are done, finish. <laughs> Me and my dad, we had to share the same pair of shoes. Like I used to come back from training Gave my shoes, my football shoes to my dad. I was like, okay, you go now. For years. <laughs> uh, when I think about it, yo, man, it's funny. Growing up, like, it was difficult. But he gave me such a drive on the inside. You can't even imagine. I always knew I was a goal scorer. Why? I don't know. But I always knew, like, the ball will drop there, and I'll be there, and I'll score. I just had it in me since I was a kid. I had it in me since I was a kid that I could shoot with both feet. Like, I would never doubt when the ball was going to my right foot, I would shoot with my right foot. I would shoot with my right foot. I would not, like, go to my left and then shoot. No, I would shoot with my right foot. And even until this day, sometimes, you know, when you have, like, a, um, when sometimes when I twist my ankle, I have a problem. I, I tell the doctor, I said, listen... All the physios said, listen, you have to take my ankle so, like, really tight so I can shoot with my right foot because I have a problem, because I cannot go to my left. When the ball comes to my right, I have to shoot with my right. I cannot go to my left and try to shoot with my left. It's, it's too much. So at that time, I knew, like, listen, I can shoot with both feet. I can sc I score a lot of goals with the, both feet with the head. I was really fast, always been powerful. So when I was, like, Six or seven, I told my mom, I said, listen, because at the time we were struggling a lot on the financial way, you know, we were, it was really tough for us. My mom didn't work, my dad, his pro career was done, and we didn't have anything left. So, I mean, we struggled a, a lot, but I told my mom, I mean, the only hope that we have is football. So I'll make sure that I'll play for Anderlecht in the first team, and it's going to happen really soon. And to to give my parents a lot of credit, my parents always believed in me. My parents were always the ones that said, like, you can achieve what you want and we will support you along the way, you know, because most of the parents who I played with as a kid, they would, like, you know, sometimes kill their parents. Even me, if I have kids later, I will always empower my kids to make sure that they can be the best in whatever they want to do. And that's what my parents did with me, and that's why year after year I improved so much because it was always, like, about positive coaching and being positive, even though we were in a really negative situation back home. My first year when I played, it wasn't bad. Like, I was average size. Like, you know, you had two or three kids that were maybe the same size. And then I started growing a little bit. You see a little bit of difference, but not that bad. It got really bad when I played for Lisa. I grew a lot, but I was skinny. Like, I was, like, 5'6", 5'7", 11". 
it was difficult because I was born in Belgium, born in Antwerp, and still like parents would hold me back because my dad didn't have the car. So like me, I had like to defend myself. My dad couldn't come to watch the game. So you know, sometimes like you know, parents would like, oh, yeah, how old are you? I'm like showing my ID and stuff. Oh, I'm gonna kill your son even more the next game if I play against him. I'm gonna destroy him. Kill his confidence straight away. I didn't have mercy with anyone that I played against. I just wanted to dominate. I wanted to be the best kid that they ever saw playing in the Belgian football history. That's what I wanted to be. The best kid with breaking all the scoring records. That's what that was really my my goal. I wanted to become a pro. I made even a research when I was 10 that you were eligible to play at 16 in the first team. I was like, I'm going to be that next guy. I asked my dad, like, how old do you have to be to become a pro, to play in the first team or sign the contract? 16. I was like, okay, fine. And I took it from there. I took it from there. I went to Lisa at 11. And when I went there and I scored in my first year, 59, I was like, okay, this is a good start. The second year, I scored 76. 76 in 34 games. We won the league again. And this one, I knew I would become a pro at 12. I knew, yeah, I was like, I got this. I went to Anderlecht because it was the team of my dreams. Company of Underborough played there, both from Congo, made the debut at 16, 17. I was like, I'm next. That's what I was thinking. You know, I compete with Vincent now, but, you know, at the time, I wanted to be like him. When I signed at Anderlecht when I was 12, but I could play when I was 13, they put me with the guys that were 14, so you play under 15, and we were in the league. We won the league, we won the league unbeaten. I scored 59, and that's when I knew, okay, I'm going to turn pro, but it's up to me when, if it's going to be in two years or in three years. So I played with guys who were three years older than me, so the 18-year-old guys, and I was 15. And um, I made a bet with the coach before the season. And I was scared of the coach of the under-19s because me and my, my brother and him, they had a bad relationship all the time. I just went in, I said, like, you know what, we go to work. Because, you know, in the under-19s in Belgium, you have some players that have contracts, so they have to play. I didn't have a contract. I had to earn my spot. So the first friendly game we play, I'm on the bench. I'm like, okay, cool. I come in, I score two goals. The second game, I'm on the bench again. I'm like, okay, cool. I come in again, I score two goals again. Um, then we go on a tournament. I play really well, but it was like starting, coming off the bench, starting, coming off the bench. I scored three goals, three or four goals in the tournament. And um, I made the bet with the coach. I said, like, you know, I'm starting to get grips with playing with all the boys who are the same size as me now. Now I have to find another way how to score instead of overpowering them. It has to be skill, my running in the space, how, how to shoot and stuff like that. And I went to the coach and said, listen, I'm playing three years above. I don't know if I'm going to start or if, if I'm going to be on the bench. But one thing is for sure, before December, I scored 25 goals. And he laughed. <laughs> he laughed. He said, OK, well, if you don't score 25 goals, the second part of the season, the half of the games you're going to start on the bench and the half of the games 
you're gonna you're gonna start in the starting lineup. I said, okay, fine. But if I win, you're gonna clean all the minivans that take all the players to school and to the house. That's the only thing I want. And you have to make pancakes for the for the kids. And it was like, okay, fine. Well, November, 25 goals. I was one month in advance. And we played against D game, and that's why I play. It was a friendly game, so it was not like I scored 27 goals, but it was a friendly game, and I scored two more goals. And that's when the coach of the under 21s came to me, and he said to me, "Okay, you train with us from tomorrow." So I was like all hyped up. I was like one more step, one more step from the first team. And I know I was 15, and I knew the last game of the season was my 16th birthday. But I didn't sign pro yet. I didn't sign pro yet. I didn't know about the talks or anything. So I trained with the reserves. We do a game, and we win 4-1, and I score four goals. The next day, he says, okay, train with us again. I train with us again, with them again. It goes well. The next day again. Friday is their game day. I go to the practice facility. And he says, like, yeah, you come with us, you can play with us tonight. So I played, I was on the bench. I came on for 10 minutes and I was like, you know what, show them at least something. And if you get the ball, score. And I scored after five minutes in my first reserve game. Then I was allowed to stay with them. My second game in the reserve, I scored again. My third game, my third game, I scored again. My fourth game, I scored again. And then I had an agreement to sign pro in January. So we were driving back home from my godfather's place. And my dad um, said, uh, listen, son, uh, tomorrow you're going to sign your pro deal. And I was like, yeah, but why didn't you tell me? You know, because they didn't, they didn't tell me anything. I was like, I thought, you know, I was about to leave because Arsenal was coming in and Chelsea was coming in. So I was like, you know what? I thought I was going to leave. He said, no, 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 you stay. So yeah, in January 2009, signed the contract, but it was eligible on my birthday. Was it? One day, the first team needs players to train. And I played the game, but I was tired. But the coach is like, who wants to train with the first team tomorrow? They need four or five players. A few players lift their hands, like four players. And then like, nobody wants to be the fifth. In my mind, I was like, listen, if they don't call me, I have to force my way to get into them. So I put my hand up. And the coach, because I was the youngest of the team, the coach wanted, wanted to protect me. He said, um, you sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I really want to go. So I go over there and I was a bit nervous, but then I start killing it. Played the last game of the season again, Genk, against uh, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Thibaut Courtois, Christian Bentec and all these boys. And uh, we win 4-3 and I scored two goals in eight minutes. We win the game. A week later, the first team has a game, a playoff final, because they ended with the same stats, exact same stats, with the team that ended second. So they had to have a playoff final. So they played the first game at home. I watched the game in my house. I'm just chilling. Like, I'm like a fan. I'm like, hey, I'm just chilling. And I was preparing myself to go on tournaments with the... I was allowed to go with the tournaments with the under-16s, under-17s, and under-19s. So I was training already with the under-19s for one tournament to go until I get the phone call day before the game. Yeah, Rom. I'm like, hello. It was the coach of the reserves. I'm like, yeah, yeah uh, what are you doing? I said, like, yo, I'm, uh, coach, I'm going to the park. I'm going to play with my friends. 
He said, no, 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 pack your bags. You need to go to the stadium right now. I was like, yo, what's up? Like, did I do something wrong? He said, no, 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 you need to go and uh, train with the first team. I'm like, me? He said, yeah, you. Come on, go. I wake up my dad. I was like, yo, get up, get up. We need to go. What's up? Like, get your ass up. We need to go, man. We go to the stadium. And, uh, yeah, I trained with the first team. And then they said, like, okay, you have to go with us to the hotel. So I went with them to the hotel. And I was, like, all nervous. I didn't call anyone, only my brother. Then we went to the stadium, and all the team, all the, the whole team was in a suit. And I was in a track suit. I was not stylish that day. As soon as I walk out of the bus, you see all the players in their suit walk into the locker room. And I'm coming off the bus. The camera is right in my face. The walk from the bus to the locker room was 300 meters or something. As soon as I put my foot into the locker room, I get 25 messages from my friends. What the f- what was happening? Like, yo, why didn't you tell us? What's wrong? Why are you there? What are you doing? Like, what's happening? Are you going to play? And I told my best friend, who's my best friend until this day, I said to my best friend, I said, listen, I'm with the first team now. I don't know if I'm on the bench, but just watch the damn game. I might be on the bench, watch the damn game, just watch. Okay? He says, okay. I do the warm-up, we go outside, I do the warm-up. I'm cool, like I'm relaxed, we're playing the arch rival, Standard Liège. I hate them, and I hate you. You guys know I hate you guys. You don't like me, I don't like you. We go over there, I'm not faced by anything. But the one thing I must say is we lost the game in the in the hallway. And the standard players were yelling in our players' faces and our players were not even responding. And that's when I knew, like, we're going to lose the game because we didn't have the heart. They played with the heart that game. So that's when I knew, like, okay, it's a done deal. We're going to lose today. I was on the bench. I made my debut after 63 minutes. I came onto the field. I couldn't force the situation, but... You know, it was good to be out there, and that's when I knew, you know, I achieved my goal. 16, I'm going to play. And then my next goal was, like, scoring my first goal before September, October, and I did it in August in my second game, like, my my really first league game. Because as a player final, I don't really count it as, as my debut, but my official, official debut, I scored my first goal. My first goal. That's really when my life changed because I was in the newspapers for like four days in New York straight. My mom, my dad, and my brother were there. It was maybe one of the only games that they were there all together. And uh, I did preseason with the first team. I got sent back to the reserves. I was sad, but I was like, you know what? If they call me back, I'm never going to go down again. The striker of the first team was not doing that great. The manager called me the day before the game. I trained with them. I went with them on uh, to the away game. I was on the bench. I came on, and then the ball goes to our left winger, Ambar Busova. He gets the ball, and he, he, he drops the shoulder, comes inside on his right foot, and puts a low cross in the box. And I lose my marker at the near post. And I take the ball, like touch the ball, like, like the ball comes like this, and I touch it, and it's there. Go and I ran to my brother. 
my brother was in the stand, and I see my brother, and I'm waving at my brother, and my mom, and my dad. And after that game, I, like, I said, like, okay, now we're good now. Now we can enjoy life like we want to enjoy life. It was nice because that's really when I knew, like, my life changed. But for the better, you know, no more bad days, no more moments where I my mom, I see my mom crying from being in the situation that we were in, finally seeing football on a regular basis, man, after years of not watching much of the day, of finally having a PlayStation. I never had a PlayStation. I had a PlayStation 2, but with games of the PlayStation 1, because it was like 10 euros. That's why like, I'm a video game addict, because I buy everything, because it's, all, it's the things that I wanted as a kid. I never had it, so now I can have it. Let me play. It's better than be outside late night, right? <laughs> so I play my video games, let me play. For me, that was, those were the moments where I was like, okay, this is, this is for me the best moment of my career. But the really life-defining moment is my first goal as a pro. My biggest regret in life is that my mom's dad is not witnessing what I'm doing. Because my granddad passed away when I was 12. And before my granddad passed, basically, like my last conversation with him was a really strange conversation with him because I told him, like, yeah, granddad, I'm playing for, for Lisa, it's my second year, and I'm doing really well, and teams are noticing me, and I'm doing really, really well, like... I'm playing amazing, I'm scoring a lot of goals. He says, yeah, yeah, but can you do me a favor? Can you look after my daughter, please? What you on about? Just look after my daughter. Just look after my daughter. Can you just promise me that? My daughter and my son. So, because my brother and my, my mom has one brother from the same mom and same dad. He's like, yeah, for sure. Okay. Four or five days later, he passed. So, and then two, two, three years later, basically I signed the agreement. So I'm like, just two years. If God had given him another two years, two, three years, just to win this, just this, you know? This is what we live in. Because my granddad, my granddad was a businessman, you know? My granddad was a businessman, and my mom grew up in, my mom grew up really, really well. Yeah, well, my dad grew up in the hood. My dad, my dad's a G, like, my dad don't play. My dad, like, is, grew up in, in one of the worst hoods in Kinshasa back home. So my dad, like, my dad don't play. But my mom grew up in a good neighborhood, like, one of the, the good neighborhoods in Congo. And for my mom, my mom... Never wanted me and my brother to grow up in a worse situation. Couldn't imagine herself that her kids grew up in a worse situation than, than her. My mom had everything, you know? But me and my brother, we had nothing. So now, for all the years that, you know, of joy with me with my mom, I just want to give it back to her. Give it back to her because it's a promise that I kept. And it's something that uh, not only for my mom, but for my uncle. It's a promise that I've kept, and I'm not really, really satisfied because I want to achieve a lot more. But 
My grandpa's watching, and I'll tell him I'm halfway. I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there. I made it to one point, but I'm halfway there. That's something that I think he knows as well. When I scored at the U.S., when I scored, my brother was there. I was thinking about my mom. I was thinking about my granddad. You know, the, how I grew up. It was hard, man, you know? And then to do this at the Euro and live a moment like that with your brother. And I told my brother, I said, yo, man, hey, we come from far, bro. We come from hella far, bro. From years not having, like, hot water, eating the same meal every day, sleeping on the floor, rats in the house. Yo, man, like, can you imagine, bro? And I'm not the only one that's been to that situation, you know? I'm not the only one. But you can tell, you can ask every guy that lived that moment, that been, that grew up like I did, and when they have like a good moment like that in their life, how it feels. I scored my first goal in the Premier League, my hundredth goal in the Premier League. I mean, it was, it was stuff that I expected, man. It was stuff that I expected, so you live it differently, you know. Also, when I scored in Brazil, I was crying because my dad was in the hospital. And I scored in the World Cup, man. I was watching, I remember like watching, I mean, watching at my best friend's house because we didn't have TV. I had to go at my best friend's house to watch the final of, of Brazil 2002 against Germany where Ronaldo scored his two goals and dreaming about scoring at the World Cup. I was going through a lot of BS at that, that, that week, man. I was on the bench. I got dropped for all the games. I didn't care. I didn't care. I was more busy with the situation of my dad at the time, and uh, we just don't manage to score against the U.S. Coach puts me on in the extra time. I give an assist for the first goal, and then Hazard does a one-two with me runs forward, plays the ball to De Bruyne, who runs forward, and then uh, I come from the right, I make a run to the left, I angle my run, and pass the ball into the to the space behind the defender, and I get it, and I shoot in the first post, and score it. And then it's like, <sighs> and then I'm like, yo, bro, Squad at the World Cup, bro. Oh my God, shit. I was like, nah, I squad at the World Cup. I grabbed my head, I'm like, yo, this is different. You know, I felt like I've never felt before. That was dope, man. It was an awesome moment. I want to win so bad. I want to win. So bad. Something. That's something where I can put my hands on and say, you know, this is mine. You know, I want it. I want something in Belgium. Like, we won the Belgium League with Anderlecht and stuff. But you know why I didn't enjoy it as much? is because I was always a champion in the academy years, bro. <laughs> so it was like a normality. 
when I was 16, when we won the league, when we were national champions. It was normal. Anna that came with the trophy, hey, champion. I was like, oh, come on, man, this is normal, bro. Like, this is my fifth in a row. But, um, yeah, I just want to win so bad. Win, have a family, raise my kids, and just be healthy, man. Make sure that my mom sees much more great moments my dad like to win. Hopefully play one day with my brother, man. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. I want to play with my brother in the same team. That'd be awesome. Not be the national team, but just in the same team. The first time I'm going to go to a tournament where I'm saying, you know what, I want to enjoy myself. You go to the Euros, stress. You go to the World Cup, stress. I'm like, after that, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm playing in a team where finally it took me eight years to understand that from the place to understand me and for me to find like that understanding on the field where everybody's happy you know what I'm saying so now I'm like no pressure on just go out there and enjoy yourself that's it nothing more nothing less I'm not talking about winning the World Cup I'm not talking about going to the semi-finals and stuff I just want to enjoy myself bro. and if I enjoy myself then, I mean, we'll see what's going to happen. But I just want to enjoy myself first and foremost. Work hard, enjoy my teammates, uh, my, my, the presence of my teammates, and work hard together and then enjoy myself. That's the most important thing. I don't want to say like this and this and this and that because I've been way too disappointed in the past.